0: Everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of That's Odd. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Townsend, and with me, as always, is my compadre, Chris
1: Chavez. What's up, Chris? That's me. What's up, man? How's it going? (laughs) Going pretty good. (laughs) Can we do the whole show this way?
0: we probably shouldn't <laughs> especially since uh special announcement time we have officially started the history creeps uh, Patreon and we don't want to uh, push people away
1: <laughs> I love that you got you got right into it too you tied it right in so we could oh, yeah. just unroll it roll out the red carpet and let them all know let them know all about it
0: I'm technically a professional at this do it so uh, if you go right now, if you want to support the show Now keep in mind, if you just want to keep listening to free We still love you, and that's definitely an option that you have And you can totally do that But if you if you so choose, you can uh, support the show By, I guess, in a, in a way of putting it, becoming a co-producer
1: Basically, And you can go yeah. to
0: Patreon and look up History Creeps And you'll find us on there And uh, Chris, tell them what the three tiers are And
1: what you get for the, each tier Ooh, tier one official creeper club member welcome to the official history creeps podcast creeper club you are now an official creeper and will receive your very own individually numbered and laminated creeper club membership card as an official creeper you are now considered a co-producer of history creeps podcast and will receive a shout out credit at the end of every episode of history creeps podcast also did we mention the creeper club membership card was laminated laminated people
0: laminated tier- we spare no expense
1: <laughs> tier two <laughs> creeper club executive level level uh this I is like the, these are the more vip people the executives so three dollars gets you uh though the creeper club is free to roam for all card carrying members only executive creepers have access to the special listening booths behind the black curtains at the back of the club here members are able to listen to eerie unreleased audio creepy bonus episodes dark dramatic readings and other sounds that make the skin crawl as a Ooh, creeper club uh. executive you also receive an official creeper club membership card and co-producing shout out credit bonus audio material will be made available twice a month boy that's pretty generous no yes yeah,
0: very much usually
1: so. people give just like one time a month Twice a month.
0: We're going twice, and we've got all kinds of ideas for this.
1: Next one, third tier. This is the last tier we have at $5 or more a month. Uh, most Creeper Club members can't help but notice the large double black doors at the end of the dimly lit hall just past the listening booths. Hey, I wonder what's through those doors, Chris. Well, everyone knows that room is for Creeper Club board members only. Oh, I can't get in. Bo- board members enjoy all the perks that executives and club members enjoy the official Creeper Club membership card, laminated, the co-producing shout-out credit, and access to the Black Curtain listening booths. Board members also get a vote in roundtable episodes. A week before the recording of the episode, a poll of potential creepy roundtable topics will post for board members to vote on. At times, board members will be able to suggest topics for roundtables, and there have been whispers that board members may have a chance to sit in on a roundtable discussion. Discussion. Whisper, whisper, whisper. Rumor, rumor, rumor. In your window. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the case. Yeah, we uh, we started the Patreon. We have three tiers: uh, one dollar a month. You're a co-producer. You get a shout out. And really, if you think about it, dude, that's nothing. I I listen to a lot of podcasts. I support a few of the Patreons myself. And when they give me that low of an amount, it's 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 like a, a speck out of my paycheck. I mean, I know a lot of people a, a dollar counts for everything. Um, but for those who where it's like you're throwing dollars away on c- cups of coffee or you know just nonsense all the time. Put a dollar into one of your favorite podcasts, man. Help co- co-produce the show. Help us uh, get some better, better uh, equipment. We're also looking into maybe traveling around the country and doing shows here and there. The three of us, and this would help pay for that. Uh, yeah, th- think of it this way:
0: you know, you can go to sure you can go to Starbucks and pay five <laughs> bucks for a cup of coffee to a company that does not need your five bucks, or you can give us just one dollar a month.
1: Right? Imagine that. Um, yeah. $3 again gets you extra audio, and then if you uh, go all in with the 5 bucks a month, you'll get the audio and uh, a say in the show, and who knows? Once in a while, we'll pick someone at random, give uh, set it up ahead of time, and have them call in and take part in a discussion with us based on whatever we're talking about for the round table. So uh, yeah, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash historycreeps, much appreciated. We love you guys. You creepers are some of the best podcast listeners around. I love the interaction we have with you guys, and uh, to tell you the truth, Johnny, I'm I am done selling. I hate it. I don't want to sell it anymore. So I'll probably mention it in the future, but I feel bad just going off this long on a yeah. show that people are coming into wanting to hear creepy shit and they're listening to us sell.
0: I get it. Yeah. I'm with you on that. It's always weird when you hear a podcast do that every time. Uh, nah. But since I've gotten into doing podcasts, I understand the reasoning. Yeah. I, I get, get it. Yeah. And this is our first official uh, week. It's so the
1: announcement. The-
0: yeah. Yeah. So we promise from now on, this will be way more minimal. And short. And shorter. That's right. And yeah. And yeah. But that's all for that. And now for now. Now for now. <laughs> that is a great segue. You're welcome. Uh, we're bringing to you on this episode of That's Odd, like we always do, Chris, two separate stories. I don't know yours and you don't know mine uh, that uh, that are not Big enough for a full episode of History Creeps, per se, but are still strange or odd or weird or what have you. Hmm. Hmm.
1: And I think this time you get to go first, my good sir. I get to go first. I'm going to take a drink of water because all that selling made me dry mouth.
0: <laughs> take a swig. A swig. Get all, those, get H- all
1: those demons out. High quality H2O. Um, all Um. right. I am going to tell you... Uh. A little something about the Duke of Montague, John Montague, uh, as a matter of fact. Have you ever heard of the Duke of Montague? That name sounds awfully familiar. I think you might know the name Montague from the Shakespeare play Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Yep. Yes. It just don't know me. Yep. <laughs> Montague and the Capulets. Um, That's right. They didn't like each other from what I understand. No, they were like, uh, what, was the, what was the American version here? The, the two families that, that hated each other. Do you know what I'm
0: talking oh, about? Oh, in, the- in Kentucky? Yeah. The yeah, Hatfields yeah. and McCoys. There yeah. you go. Was that the yeah.
1: same kind of thing? Did they ever have family members that fell in love and got married? I'm not sure. I'm not too. Uh-
0: According to that history special, the History Channel thing that happened, yes. Oh, sweet. I'll have to check it out. So I'm assuming that happened.
1: (laughs) All right. So let me tell you about John Montague. And I'm going to tell you, uh, when I get to the point of this, you'll see why. Uh, He's a man after my own heart. Uh, John John Montague was born to Ralph Montague uh, and Ralph's wife, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, Ralph was the first Duke of Montague, which makes John the second.
0: What Um, a weird name for a mo- for like a duke ralph
1: ralph, <laughs> ralph. duke ralph <laughs> do you remember that movie with uh,
0: ralph yes king john, uh, john goodman yeah King yeah. Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first thought king
1: like duke ralph what a- <laughs> that was the that was the the, the sequel yeah demoted to duke um <laughs> So he was born into this, you know, noble family, and uh, later on becomes the duke, the second duke of Montague. Uh, a, a few things uh, that were notable in his life: on October twenty third, seventeen seventeen, he was admitted uh, a fellow of the Royal College of Physicians. He was made knight of the Garter in seventeen nineteen, and was made Order of the Bath, a fellow of the Royal Society in seventeen twenty five. He was also made Grand Master of the Premier Grand Lodge of England. <laughs> Uh, I guess if you're in England or you're, you know, a, you're, you're up on this kind of stuff, that might seem super awesome. But to me, it just sounds like a whole lot to write after your name. You know how like when doctors write MD or write their whatever their credentials are? Can you imagine yeah. if you had to write all that stuff at the end when you sign off a, on a document? Like, I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like John, Duke of Montague, uh, Knight of the Garter, Order of the yeah. Bath, Royal Society, Esquire. and Grand Master. Yeah. <laughs> like, no thanks. Uh, let's see. In 1722, George I appointed him governor of the Islands of St. Lucia and St. Vis- Vincent in the West Indies. Um, in 1739, the country's first home for abandoned children, the Foundling uh, Hospital, was created in London. Montague was a supporter of this effort and was one of the charity's founding governors. He also financed the education of two notable black British figures of the age Ignatius Sancho, a butler at his Blackheath home, uh, the Montague House, and Francis Williams, allegedly sending the latter to Cambridge University. Here's the thing I love about this guy he was a notorious practical joker. So you hear all these things, right? And you think uptight, you know, like, you know, snobby kind of a guy, doesn't step out of, you know, class. And this dude is a notorious practical joker, so much so that his mother-in-law writes of him, quote, All his talents lie in things only natural in boys of 15 years old. (laughs) And he is about two and fifty so fifty-two years. Fifty-two years old and he's acting like a fifteen year old boy. This is still part of the quote. To get people into his garden and wet them with squirts and to (laughs) and to invite people to his country houses and put things in beds to make them itch. And twenty such pretty fancies as these. So he's like he's throwing itching powder in beds when he invites people over to stay the night. Uh, he's, he's bringing, and, and I don't know, how do you squirt someone with water, uh, in those days? Cause you don't have don't a know. hose, right? Like, um, I don't know. I, I, we'll have to look into that one. Uh, when were water balloons created? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what is he yeah. squirting with? <laughs> What is he? We squirting? might not want to know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes
0: ignorance is indeed bliss. Uh,
1: one of the things on I saw on Wikipedia said that he. It said that he once de- dunked the political philosopher Montesquieu uh, in a tub of cold water as a joke. Um. So keep that in mind when I tell you the story about him. This little piece of truth thing that happened with him in. Uh, in the seven, 1749. So it's 6 30 PM, right? January 16th, 1749. Then, well, actually let us go the night before that, before I tell you what happens on that night, the night before that he's hanging out with a, a bunch of other noblemen, right? And they're sitting around the fire drinking brandy, smoking. I don't know. They don't have cigars yet. So whatever they're smoking back then pipes, whatever. Um, and, there was this guy that's there. His name's Lord Chesterfield. And he brings up... And they're talking about, like, how gullible people are. And Montague insists people are extremely gullible. You could trick anyone into anything, you know? And uh, Chesterfield's like, that's impossible. You know what? You couldn't tell some, You couldn't trick someone telling them that, you, you know, that you could shrink yourself and jump into a quart a, a bottle, you know? Uh, Montague's like... I bet you you could. Chesterfield says, you're on. (laughs) So uh, Montague draws up this announcement that night, and the next day it's plastered all over the town. And uh, so now we're going to get to the the start of my story here. It's 6.30 p.m., 16 January 1749. According to an advertisement in the London newspaper, the General Advertiser, the most amazing magician would appear at the Theatre Royal. The conjurer would perform such feats as giving the name of any masked member of the audience. Ooh. He would play music on an ordinary walking stick. Ah. He would turn himself into any person, dead or alive. And finally, he would climb into an ordinary-sized wine bottle. By 7 p.m., the theater was packed out. The crowds were still trying to get in. At this point... It was getting restless. Someone ends up coming up on stage and telling everyone that the magician didn't turn up. But don't worry, they would get their money back. People got pissed. The entire place was packed out waiting for this magician to perform all these tricks. And in the shadows, the Duke of Montague is looking on with a certain amount of pleasure as he's collecting money from Lord Chesterfield. Because the entire place fell for the fact that somebody would really shrink themselves and fit themselves into a wine bottle, or make themselves look like a dead person. The Duke of Montague. The original jackass star. Well, I wouldn't say jackass. Would you say impractical joker? Impractical joker. Thoughts?
0: Oh, I didn't know you were done. That's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <no. laughs> That is amazing, dude. For a second, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait, is he doing that thing where we're going to pretend like the line dropped out?
0: <laughs> I should have. I should have done it to you as you do to me, but no. I literally <laughs> spaced out for a second and I was like, this doesn't sound like how a sentence should
1: end. And it's not even the like, Impractical Joker. How? What was that show, the uh, hidden camera show uh, with Dick Clark and- um, Oh, what was that? I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, Candid Camera? Is that it? Was it Candid Camera? I think so. Uh, whatever these, these, I mean, he's an impra- he's one of these, he's literally an impractical joker yeah. of his time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you imagine if they had like a 1740s version of the impractical jokers? And you see them all with their wigs and they're all like their knee-high <laughs> socks and stuff. And they're going around just luring people into their garden and squirting them. <laughs> oh, dunking, yeah. them <laughs> dunking them yeah. in ice cold water. Making them itch. The itching powder. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was kind of hilarious that, that this guy went so far as to take out a, a an ad in the paper, put it out there that this would happen. OK, so not only did he do that, but he was right. The entire public was just like, holy cow, this guy is going to literally shrink himself and put him in a bottle. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> did, they want right the, did they want their money back? Oh, yeah, dude. It was almost a riot. There there was people like that were – it was said that somebody lit a candle and threw it on the stage to try to burn the place down. And the manager had to come out and say, you know, no, 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 no. We kept everybody's money because there was an assumption that the magician wouldn't show. So we made sure that everyone's going to get their money back. But, dude, eh, people were pissed. It was not not good at all. Meanwhile, Montague's off to the side just cackling away, counting his, his money. Here's my question to you.
0: Do you think that could happen today? I kind of I kind of think so.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, well yeah. Think about it. Like we people show up in droves and fill out uh, you know, theaters to see like people like Chris Angel or David Blaine because yeah. they say they're going to do something that we know is completely impossible. But we're there exactly. because we're there for the illusion of it. We want to see can they make me believe that they did the impossible. You know what I mean? Yes. So I believe it does. It, 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 we still see it today, but we go as entertainment. Do I think people would go a, uh, and pay to see it because they really, truly thought it would happen for real? No, not at all.
0: Yeah, same here. But I still think you could pack a house with it, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily. For sure.
0: Yeah. Easily. Well, I'll I'll see your historical figure and raise you another. Bring it on. We're going to 1836, first of all. That's our first stop on this little tour. Cool. Uh, there, there was a place in what is now Texas or San Antonio Texas that was called uh, the Alamo I'm sure you've heard of it uh, Car rental? where there was a f- <laughs> yes <laughs> 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 where there was a famous battle in which pretty much everyone at the Alamo that was in the battle uh, that was from Texas or from the states at that time were wiped out completely and they were wiped out by General Antonio Lopez de
1: Santa Ana or as we know him General Santa Ana before you go on, can I just tell you? I almost did this story tonight. No lie. Do you know where I'm going with? I this? know this one. I
0: was gonna do it. This is insane. I don't even remember what I just randomly saw. This was like I
1: have to what? do this. What would we? What do we? What do we do? What we've never thought just to discuss? What would we do if we ever double the story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess like on
0: another show, one of us would have to make it up.
1: (laughs) I cannot believe that this is the story you're doing. That's awesome. Go ahead.
0: Tell the good people this story. It's pretty crazy. Anyway, uh, that was in 1836. Two years later, in 1838, uh, French forces tried to invade Veracruz, Mexico. Uh, General Santa Anna actually led a small army against the French there to fight them because, you know, they didn't want the French there, obviously. Uh, This war was called the Pastry War. Uh, Chris, could you guess why they call it the pastry war?
1: Um There were pastries involved. That's one way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: it seems that uh, <laughs> It seems that General Santa Ana himself was severely, and I do mean severely, wounded by grape shot. That was fired from a French cannon. In other words, they put this grape stuff in this cannon and just uh, fired it at him. Yep. And injured him terribly. Uh, I mean, I'm when I say terribly, this injury was so severe that he had to have his leg amputated, it, taken off, it, it, gone. It
1: blasted him right <laughs> in
0: from the knee down, I think it was. Now my first question to you would be your General Santa Ana, he was very From all accounts that I read, he was really, really full of himself. Uh, I mean, he was really insanely popular too in Mexico. He was a hero, uh, you know. He but he believed his own hype from the sounds of it. Did
1: he? Never mind. (laughs) I was going to say something. Never mind.
0: But my question to you is: How if you're really high on your own horse, right, and you're very proud of who you are, and then? All of a sudden, you're wounded by, gray, by a grape <laughs> shot, <laughs> and you're the reason that this war is called the Pastry War. <laughs> is, is your ego a little bruised? I think so. I would Just say a so. Bit.
1: I would say yeah. so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's important to the rest of the story. Oh, yeah. His leg is amputated and gone. He no longer has his leg attached to his body. All right. 1842. That's the year we're going to now. Does the leg have, have its 40? own
1: Instagram account?
0: I wish. (laughs) If it did, I'm sure it would have way more followers than I do. In 1842, he became president of Mexico. Parentheses again. He becomes president of Mexico many times more than once. (laughs)
1: So in
0: 1842, after becoming president, he decides for whatever reason to have his amputated leg exhumed. Yep. He, he'd had a buried, so he had his leg dug up. And by now it was, it was not in the best shape. <laughs> so <to say. laughs> uh, One of the reports I saw said it was quite, I quote, and I'm quoting here quite shriveled.
1: Oh, God. that's <laughs> yeah. gross.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so he takes this leg of his, his former leg, I guess is the best way to put it. And he has it placed on an incredibly fancy couch, a really, really nice couch. <laughs> Then he has this leg that's on this fancy couch paraded around Mexico City. That's the biggest city in Mexico. I think most people know that. And also their capital. It's paraded all around Mexico City for all the crowds to see. This man's, their president's leg uh, just by itself on this incredibly nice couch.
1: And, and he's not done yet. And I was going to say, you know, you have to show up. You know what I mean? Like, this, yeah, if you're not yeah, showing up yeah. to this parade, you look like treasonous. So, you have yeah. to show up for the parade of the president's shriveled ex yes. leg. Ex shriveled. Yes.
0: Ex leg. Yeah. Ex leg. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Like, I think you would have to show up, but I'm fairly certain most people will be rolling their eyes, I would hope. Oh, God.
1: Can you you imagine, like, you're doing it and you like trying to hide that you're rolling your eyes because you don't want to get caught.
0: (laughs) you got to act really enthusiastic when you see this leg.
1: (laughs) Now, do they cheer or is it a somber moment? Is it one of these things where you pay respect or are you cheering the leg as it goes by? What's your choice? What's your go-to? i'm gonna I'm gonna guess because when
0: I get to this other part, it's what makes me think this that it was <laughs> this was a celebration almost of this leg that I would think it, it would be cheers and stuff.
1: <laughs> so would be my guess fireworks, the whole yeah band like the the marching band.
0: oh oh yeah, cause then after he has this leg on this really ornate couch paraded around <laughs> Mexico City, he has a monument built for it and and has it buried beneath that. And during this burial, he holds an elaborate—I do mean elaborate—state funeral for this leg. This funeral includes cannons being shot off in celebration, or in, or whatever, poetry that was read, and my favorite thing that was said, and lofty orations were said. <laughs> could you, could you think, could you imagine if you were one of the people who was like, um? Uh, yes, uh General Santa Ana he would like uh, he would he request for you to give a lofty uh speech about his leg if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> oh, and you have to do this. He's the president. And you're like, "What do I say about this leg?" <laughs> yeah, what I say about this leg? He was a good leg. <laughs> sturdy yep. kept me uh, kept him upright. <laughs> Held the general stayed steady. Yeah. Oh god. Until that grape shot. <laughs> And this and we're not done about the. I mean, that's crazy enough, right? I mean, just the fact that this man would not only have his leg paraded around the city, the biggest city, but he would also build a monument for it and have a humongous funeral for it. that I'm sure uh, most of the people that were under him wouldn't even ever get to have for themselves or their loved ones. How old but is this he? By leg-
1: now? Like, how old is he when he's doing this? I actually don't know, to be honest. Because I'm wondering wondering if he's, like, getting to a point where he's so old, like, he's got dementia, or maybe he's already got some sort of mental illness kicking in. Because who does that? Who pulls up a... And what drove him to do that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But we're going to skip ahead
0: a little bit just two years later. Uh, We're going from 1842 to 1844. Two years after this amazing, uh, I guess amazing, uh, funeral for his leg, public opinion against the president had kind of turned. Uh, uh, president Santa it was no longer the apple of Mexico's eye. Uh, he had made some decisions decisions and stuff that not everybody was happy with, and uh, thus led to people beginning to riot in the streets. Now, when people riot against a, uh, a president or such, one of the things that... That happens a lot in history is they go to the monuments of said president or whatever. Yep. Uh, These people went to the statue that he had built for his leg and destroyed it pretty much. They ravished the statue and they weren't done there. (laughs) They decided they would also dig this leg up. So they took this leg that's now been buried twice, may I add, (laughs) and unburied it again. They then, they're not done, though, because they're really mad at this guy. Uh, they tied this leg to a rope and dragged it around in Mexico City during their own little uh, parade. Just dragging this leg, this little shriveled, poor little leg around the city, chanting. And I'm quoting here. This is not me. This is oh uh, This is a historical thing. <laughs> their chant was death to the cripple. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. So that is the story of uh, General Santa Ana and his leg. And actually, uh, you can actually find hit I saw this, too, when I was looking into this. Uh, obviously, when you lose a leg, you get a replacement for it. And that replacement, I think, is in uh, one of the museums in the States for some reason. In Ch- uh, Chicago, I think. Really? Yes. Yeah, so you can go see it there if you really want to. That's- it's not the 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 real leg, I couldn't actually find out what happened to this said leg. That was this. His legs been through a lot. <laughs> that's
1: amazing, dude. Yeah. So was that the story you were going to that do? That's exactly the story I was going to do. <laughs> you had a whole lot more info on it than I. Well, I guess I I, I would have done the research and got more on it. But yeah, yeah. I read that and was just like, I saw it in in passing in, in one of my things too, and was like, I got to do this. This sounds great. Yeah, it's that's pretty great. amazing. Nice. You got we got one guy that's going crazy digging up his amputated leg we got another guy that thinks he's the next impractical joker <laughs>
0: yes. if we got those if we got those guys guys together think of the shenanigans <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be amazing i could see montague digging up a leg for a practical joke yeah you could see him yeah. actually actually like trying to do a like he's fitting it onto his knee you know what i mean bending his leg back and then like maybe having it fall off or some nonsense trying to shock people <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and Santa Anna would be way too full of himself, so he'd be the straight man. <laughs> he'd be, he would be like the mo to uh, to the Curly of, of Montague. Duke
1: Montague. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's amazing, dude. That really is. Two odd fellows in history.
0: That's right. That's right. Kind so, like two
1: odd fellows in present day. Yeah.
0: Uh, you're talking about me and you, right? I'm assuming.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of odd fellows out
1: there. <laughs> yeah, present present company, my friend.
0: Yep. All right, all right i accept that i'm cool with it <laughs> so that's been this episode of hi- of I about said history creeps yep. uh, of uh, that's odd uh for chris chavez i'm johnny townsend thanks for joining us uh, if you really want to find out how to find out uh, more of our stuff you can see it in the description below uh thanks for joining us please one last time uh, go check out our patreon if you so wish sorry to keep shelling that we're gonna do much less of the shelling later i think i hope i pray <laughs> for your sake Uh, Thanks for joining us, and as always, everybody out there, why don't you just uh, go ahead and
1: stay on.